Welcome back to Sassy with Mickey and Kev. I'm super excited for this. Do I need a badge for this episode? Yes. Kevin is the official Instagram boyfriend, tech reviewer, video backup, producer, behind the scenes man. So today we're going to talk to him about all things related to internet fame and how it has unexpectedly taken a positive and maybe some even negative tolls on his life and how he has assimilated into his current role. So let's talk about how you grew into this role because contrary to what many might think, when we initially dated, I never dated you with the intention of like, oh, he's going to be in the content. He's going to be so good for the brand. I obviously didn't know whether or not you'd feel comfortable on camera. And I also didn't know if I felt comfortable showing you on camera. Like, what if we broke up? Yeah. Oh my gosh, that would be such a terrible... I wouldn't want to go through a public breakup if I could avoid it. So <laughs> it, I was really doing a lot of thinking before I showed you to the world, essentially. What did you introduce me as then, though? You didn't introduce me as boyfriend. You were like friend. Yeah, you were my friend. And the reason being was because, well, we didn't really have all of our ducks in order at the time either. So you didn't think about it that much. Because you were pre-match, which means we didn't know where you were going to end up for the next five, six or more Seven, years. years. Yeah. So we wanted to kind of have that caveat out there until we really, really knew what was going on. You were staying with me, so it was pretty difficult to film unless No, you, were... you just remember what you did? What? You were really self-conscious at the beginning, and you would tell me to go to the bedroom while you were filming outside. I don't like people watching me filming. I still don't like people watching me filming. What about me? You also, similarly, when you're on a Zoom call, you don't like it when I'm watching you, right? Why are you watching me on a Zoom call? I, like, you don't like it if I'm in the room. You prefer if I go upstairs so you I can agree. do your own thing. Anyways, we introduced you as a friend. And initially, you kind of joined me on some TikTok dances. And it's just truly more interesting to watch two people in a dynamic than to watch one person on their own. Because there's only so much you can learn about a person when they are not interacting with somebody else. So I think people really enjoyed seeing that side of me and of course learning about you. How did you initially feel about the TikTok dances? A lot of people think I coerced you into doing those. I mean, it was just very awkward. But you didn't mind doing them, right? It was fine, yeah. It wasn't like your favorite thing in the world, but you mm. certainly yeah. were up for it. There were some ones that were better than others. Did you feel really self-conscious yeah. initially? Mm -hmm. Did you care about this? Do you care about how I feel? Yeah, I don't think I ever forced you to do anything that you weren't comfortable with. Maybe later on down the line, but not initially. Certainly not initially. And then I think we kind of grew a little audience that loved and cared about us on YouTube. And they wanted to see you more regularly on the channel. So I was like, okay, yeah, I guess we could have him as a regular cast member. Wow, yeah. so nonchalant. One of the most common comments we get to this day is Kevin really now feels so much more comfortable in front of the camera. You even vlog some days on your own. You voluntarily document things. Yes, you're welcome. I guess let's talk about your growth over the years. And do you have any thoughts on that? I mean, I primarily still play a very supporting role in all of this. Like I don't regularly post my own content or have a schedule the only active role i have is to make sure that all the supporting things mickey has she has so like all these microphones her cameras and all the techie stuff which is like a very large chunk of what needs to happen behind the scenes i would say mm -hmm. and i enjoy doing those things 
I probably spend an unhealthy amount of time trying to figure out what's best. I do not think you spend an unhealthy amount of time. You read like two reviews and you're like, all right, let's buy it. That's not true. That is so true. In terms of the production aspect, before the podcast, all you did was show up on camera, right? And then I would press the record button and make sure all the cameras. Yeah. And Kevin would help me film when I needed an extra set of hands. But everything post-production is done by me and everybody else on the team. But now... Now Kevin has a more active role with the podcast. He not only figured out all the equipment, but he also will now organize the files into a folder. That's very, very advanced. It's actually kind of a lot of work, so it's I appreciate that. Quite a lot. Since our podcast setup is kind of more of a budgety setup, like all our camera still has like an SD card and like a battery that we need to replace mm-hmm. every episode instead of all of them being connected to like a central brain with like a power right. plug because that's like an additional like right. six seven grand right well the cameras would be more expensive and the you need to buy like the software and then the hardware so yeah we literally just have three cameras pointing at us with a portable mic set up and it works great i don't know how you guys think about the audio quality but i think this is pretty pretty good yeah so there that's that's my role i feel like things have changed a little bit you know the canonical instagram boyfriend was the one who like took photos and did all that but like now that kind of model is not really that prevalent like on instagram yeah there's it's less of a focus on photos and more of a focus on like short videos and yeah and your stories you're in a lot of the content which means you're not the one filming the content right So so the way that it works when kevin is in residency right now he's obviously on research but what i will do is i'll tell him i'll look at his schedule and i'll see like okay you have more you're gonna have more time on thursday you're gonna get home earlier so i'll tell him i have three ideas it's only one dance and it's the same dance three times you know and i'll kind of i'll tell him exactly what to expect and what's to come but kevin always has a great attitude he's always willing to participate as long as i give him a heads up right yes most of the time unless it's not really like a reasonable dance that i can do you're pretty good at dancing now I can get through all the motions correctly. Yeah. Did you ever expect to be on social media or to have a presence? Not really. That's not was not my purpose or identity. Really? You never wanted to be internet famous, be honest. Not really. I think if I ever wanted to have a presence, I would want to just have like an unboxing channel where people send me stuff and I would open it. Did you ever think you would date somebody who is internet? No. Quote, unquote, Where would I meet them? But you slid in my DMs. You responded to my DMs. Yeah, so you knew what you were signing up for. I don't think so. Okay. What What would you say are the biggest perks of dating an influencer? There's a lot of different perks. It's not necessarily free stuff, but it's like new exciting things that you get to try out that you would never really get to do. If So what Kevin is talking about is receiving PR, PR packages. So I would say, on average, we receive packages almost every day. Which is great. And there are some days where we receive a stack of presents, and some, some days no where we don't pack- get any presents at all. Day. Those are sad days. But Kevin loves unboxings, so you'll just go through and like open all the things. That it's, you don't even care what's actually in the packages. You just want to see the yeah. display. And The hardest part about it is to make sure that we have enough space in our recycling bin agreed yeah and also just like clutter management i mean just in general it's exciting like it's part of the job but you get to work with new technologies and try out new things and be creative which is aspects of things that you don't get to as a 
working like a regular job. Yeah. So. I would say social media has brought us, brought you specifically some opportunities that probably otherwise wouldn't be possible, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Also, it's, uh, you know, it's becoming very important in the world to have a social media presence, whether it's for your own business or your own professional life, right? Like in, if you're smart about being able to curate your, your profile and your landing page, then you have a way of communicating with other folks and also attracting people to your businesses. So I think it's become like, you know, your res- part of your resume for the future. So we kind of blew up during the pandemic, really, right? So nobody, we just stayed at home. So no one ever saw us. Right. So we stayed at home. Everybody stayed at home. So we didn't really realize the Number implications of- or the, it was difficult. You know, you look at your profile and you're like, yeah, I have 2 million followers, but what does that actually mean? And how does that actually translate to real people in the world? When we first started going out, again in last year or the year i guess yeah in the last couple of years it was it was a like super exciting and a little shocking right to be recognized yeah well one of the times that struck out to me was we went to um vancouver canada mm-hmm. and we went to the not the 626 the the richmond, richmond night market. market right and so i guess that's a demographic that encapsulates our fans yes a decently decently well a lot of asian mm-hmm. folks people who are in their 20s 30s and professional careers and that was like probably the first time where people wanted to take photos with us which i thought is a little bit weird but also kind of exciting I don't know. Was that one of the first times? Well, the first times where it was like, it happened like a lot. I right? see. Like, like I sometimes see. Yeah. we would go to, let's say, a boba shop and someone would take a selfie with us. But there, was, there wasn't really a line, but there was like a bunch of folks who wanted to take a photo with us. Yeah, it was like right? a nice congregation. Yeah. And it, it felt really nice, right? To like get to meet people. For me, I think of everybody who watches our content as our friends and getting to meet our friends in real life always feels justify, really special to me. I think it justifies a lot of what Mickey wants to do. And it's not easy to do the social media stuff on a day-to-day basis. One time Mickey was having a not so great week and we, I think we had to shoot an ad for one of those scooter things. So we, it was like in April and we went to look at the cherry blossoms at yes. University of Washington. We like scootered over there, which was fun. But then I think there's more people that recognize you, but only a small portion portion of them are like brave enough to talk, or care, to enough care enough to, come to talk to, to you talk like to some us, people right? like will just look and whisper or like just acknowledge that yeah. oh those are those people right and they don't have to go up and say hi or anything which is i think perfectly reasonable mm-hmm. like some people are deciding whether to say hi or not and then if one person already, somebody else, somebody else already is comes. like hey can i take a picture of you i watch your stuff that's great that's so crazy yeah. that i'm seeing your real life then the threshold for somebody else to do that becomes lower. So there were a lot of people there also that wanted to say hello to you. And then afterwards, you're like, oh, wow, this is great. And then you had better energy the rest of the week. To I had the finish. worst day ever that day because not only was it so cold, but I was having seasonal depression and the scooter hit a part of my ankle. So my ankle was like low-key bleeding a little. Oh, my but gosh. getting to meet you guys really did make my day so much better. And I had a good attitude for the rest of the week. Okay, so when we get recognized, though... People always recognize Kevin. They don't recognize me. There's been more than a handful of cases in which 
they just hand me the camera and ask to take a photo, though. It's funny it's because I weird. always assume they want you in the picture, That's too. That's not true. That's I, not always the case. I but. know, but I always assume that, like, because you are such a big part of my content, that, like, you are also part of the brand, I mean, you know? sometimes I was like, I take the photo and then they're And sometimes they're like, yeah, you know, will Kevin come in the photo? Yeah. When we're in public, it's much more... Like, Kevin always looks the same. So if you see him in public, you know it's Kevin, right? What do you mean? And then I'm a little bit, like, you know, sometimes I look really good and sometimes I look really bad. But when we're in public and someone tries to scream one of our names, they'll always scream Kevin. Like the Home Alone scream. I think your name is also just easier to pronounce. I mean, there's so many Kevins out there. What if they're not attracting the right Kevin? That's true. I've never thought about that. It's a very tough life, you know? We have to be careful of what we're doing outside and inside. I do. Model citizens. We are on high alert at all times just because a lot of the times there are eyes and ears listening and watching us. And sometimes we have bad days. We are very human. So sometimes we are, we'll ha- have a little dispute in public or maybe we're not in the best mood. And that's normal, right? I mean, yeah, it's hard to expect people to be perfect. All the it's time. hard because it's likely the only time we'll ever run into this specific person when they come up to us, right? And I never want that impression to be bad, even if I'm having a bad day. So it is a, a hard balance. Do you get recognized at work? Yes. At work, I'm usually focused on work, so it doesn't matter. I've generally had very pleasant interactions with people who recognize me. They're really happy to help, which is great. The most common scenarios are... I think nurses where they're either taking care of a common patient or like I need to find something in Mm -hmm. storage or somewhere and they end up helping me. And yeah, I think it's generally been positive because I'm I mean, we're all working together to for the same thing. I mean, you posted one time asking people for their thoughts. And yes, I asked everyone to send me your experiences working with Kevin in real life. And I received nothing but a plethora of positive messages. Except for the one pharmacist who was like, Kevin didn't know his medications, which is true. That was when you were an intern and you prescribed the wrong or a different antibiotic, I think, that they recommended. I think you're a very pleasant person to work with. Like you're on top of things. You respond to people right away. I think the biggest pet peeve for nurses is when residents don't respond or aren't trying to help and you always have a good attitude and i feel good knowing that you are the person i'm dating right like you are truly doing are the best having, for patients. you have your extra eyes out there at work for me yes that's kind of scary if you or i were to do anything sketchy i'm sure there's plenty of people who would go and tell the other person that hey i saw wow. so and so you know do xyz have you gone on any secret dates since um yes you have yes when with the dog every day Do you think he feels any differently being an Instagram dog? Yes, he gets all these like cute little packages and he gets to enjoy some fancy food. He recently got sponsored by Pet Plate, which he loves to death. He loves fresh food. He has a nice life. Lucky Rye pays his own bills. We're net positive for Lucky Rye. I want to go back to this thought. So like Mickey has a lot of her friends who are content creators and things. And, you know, I've talked to a bunch of other guys who are in the similar boat as me and i think the common theme is that we are all supporting the other person in some ways i think some of them also have like full-time jobs they all have some way in order to contribute to the company or the the things the empire that their significant other is running and i think it would be really hard to have that be completely separate yeah i think there are some folks out there that value their privacy and you know 
there are some people who we talk to who are trying to convince their significant other to be in more content. I don't know if they're shy or uncomfortable or want to value their privacy. And, and those are all good reasons. Yeah. But collaborations within the partners is important. But I think there are still ways in which you can be successful within the spectrum of, you know, being fully involved to being less involved. Are you happy with your involvement as it currently stands? I think so. I think sometimes I wish could be more, sometimes wish it could be less, but it kind of just depends on my mood, right? And we're all human. So sometimes we want to be a little bit more private and secret, right? And some yeah. other times we are happy to express how we're feeling. Yeah, I will say if there's anything that I want to share that maybe Kevin doesn't want to be involved in, then I will just make that content myself instead of involving you in that process, or at least I try my best to have it be that way. Okay, what would you say are some of the negatives from being a social media star there's always going to be you know comments and things that are no you know out of the 100 comments there will be negative things and people will point out x y and z and that's kind of can be painful i think mickey started off when i first started dating her there was a couple months that was really really sad saddening i don't know what's the word yeah was really discouraging for her to continue was the first time i really blew up on such a large scale and inevitably when there are a lot of people who like you there are also a lot of people who don't like you and say a lot of things that defeat you like aesthetically how you look how you think how you feel challenge your purpose and what you're doing yeah and challenge the people around you i think that's the most hurtful when they're trying to attack your character character and the character of those around you after that though I became so good at dealing with the hate comments. It really does not get to me. Like, yeah, here and there. It does get, you you still read them, but it doesn't have the same impact. I don't read them like I used to. And it certainly doesn't have the same impact. But that's not to say there are certainly days in a month where I feel more emotional and certain comments that hit certain spots that are just more sensitive. But how do you feel about hate comments? I mean, Mickey does a good job of promoting me. And I'm also just such a perfect person that I Mm -hmm. don't really get that many hate comments. So I think I'm okay. I also have pretty thick skin. Do they get to you? Sometimes. What hurts you the most, do you think? I think things that they say that are inaccurate, especially about you. It's just hard seeing things that are untrue being expanded upon, right? Like, because the internet's a toxic place in a lot of situations. I don't know if you know this, but I and people on the team will go through and delete any negative comments about anything related to you specifically. Or or the privacy stuff, right? Yeah, the privacy stuff, of course, and then anything related to you. I don't mind the hate comments about me, honestly. Most days, I couldn't care less. But for you, I would never want that to affect you in any way um so i try to do my best to kind of shelter and protect you from that but also people just don't hate on kevin the same way they hate on me so it's a little different i mean also the the one thing that is hard doing content is that it's especially difficult to separate your own personal life from things and i mean people in general these days document what they do regularly like if you go to like a wedding or something like Mm. everybody's got their phones out and yeah at a baseball game social event people are recording stuff on their phone and post like posting on social media regardless if it's if you have a content creator or not the scale is a little bit different right like the production value and the things you have to think about is a lot different that can be a little bit stressful 
especially, you know, if you're technically on vacation or something. I think like sometimes we would try to take a couple days off and we end up, oh, this is so wonderful. We can make a video. And so things become a little more stressed again. A fine balance of yeah. figuring out what's best for everybody involved. If you could go back in time and you could date me, but I could not be a creator, would you choose the version of me that wasn't? Or would you choose the what version of me that was? What would you do instead? Full-time I don't know. Nurse. It's what I love the most. You're going to go to medical school? No. I'll support that version. I think it would be interesting to you see. You just want me to suffer. I agree. You want me to endure the pain you endure i want you to have shared experiences of difficulties i don't want that kind of i don't wish that pain upon anybody i don't even wish it for you i'm just kidding but i think social media has brought us so many opportunities we could have otherwise never even dreamed of for example getting to go to some of these galas with a-list asian celebs and getting to meet some of our biggest role models having the opportunity to do collabs with for example marina bay sands like Mm -hmm. that's bucket list level things right crazy rich asian things but also just like on a personal scale like right you having a platform of this size lets you you know reach people that you never expected to reach in places you never expected to be i mean sometimes we forget that you know the things that we post whether it's serious or not serious does make an impact on people and so that is pretty powerful what is the the coolest interaction you feel like you've had since starting social media or most flattering most flattering i don't know i think a lot of people come up and say that you know i've watched your videos and i'm a big fan and all like i've made life decisions because of of seeing what you've made like whether they decided to go to medical school or decide not to go to medical school right so your 36 hour caution video had an impact on their life yeah so i mean changing even one person's like if you're a mentor in school it's even hard to even change one person's life so to be able to do that is you know it's pretty pretty insane yeah what do the people in your personal circles, whether your family or your friends, what do they think of your new endeavors? I think a lot of people didn't expect me to be the be in social media. I'm like pretty awkward. I'm not the most well-spoken or beautiful person in the world. You're right? so beautiful. Oh, well, thank you. I think there's a couple of philosophies. There's people who do watch the content and provide some feedback, mm-hmm. but it's relatively neutral. I think there's definitely people who watch it and don't really talk to me about it and then there's people who kind of understand what's going on and ask me about it or slightly curious about it but don't want to prod too much but social media is a large part of my life but it's not all of my life Mm -hmm. right and there's all different parts of it that we don't necessarily share like my work stuff and my friends and families and things like that Mm -hmm. so there's other things so generally positive from the people around you you would say Mm -hmm. and what are the negative things that people i mean i think some people have opinions about like oh you should do this you should do that right like i mean everybody has their thoughts and Mm -hmm. sometimes people make suggestions or so unsolicited advice would you say unsolicited advice i think there's also i don't know if it's a form of jealousy but i think people don't understand what it means to be doing social media for the most part yeah gossip surrounding Mm -hmm. right but most of the time it's been pretty respectful and positive yeah i never expected to be in this position today i think in general we've done a really good job just trying to protect you and not disclosing too much information and i think it's better to lean on the safe side and slowly edge towards what you feel is comfortable for you a lot of people i think air everything out and then you can't take back anything Mm -hmm. that you've said on the internet so we try to be careful and we try to be respectful of those things And it's not like we're 
doing anything too controversial with things that we're trying to say. We're yeah. just trying to document what we're doing in our life, share some of our stories, share some of our past, the present. So I will say it probably helps a lot that I'm the one doing a lot of the driving for the social media stuff. It's not like you're yeah, the one. I'm just the passenger. It's seen as more positive because you're not the one. I'm not the one responsible. I'm just exactly, the... exactly. Even if anything were to go wrong, I'd sort of be the responsible party. But you would never let anything go wrong. Why would I? Of course, like in my control, I would certainly do the best that I can. But I think it's a pretty big job being an Instagram boyfriend. There's a lot of things that I have to be responsible for. And you have to take care of this one right here, you know, and there will be ups and downs and lefts and rights. But um, it's a, definitely a new field that people haven't experienced in the last couple of years. So do you plan to use your platform for more public things as you are approaching attending hood? I think that's a potential. I have to figure out what kind of my message and goal is, but um, I think it would be powerful to be able to do that. What's funny was that Mickey initially was like, hey, you're a clout chaser. You're trying to get all the... I've never said that it's about you. It's a joke. You. It's a, as a joke. Kevin is the least clout chasey person so I've lazy. ever met. Like, I feel like if you were a clout chasey, you'd post a little more or something. Oh, wow. <laughs> do you feel like a clout chaser? Sometimes. I feel very guilty. You know, like when you post something and you have like a collaborator... And then you yes. kind of get all the get all the extra views. But I want you to get all the See? extra views and all so the it's nice like things. All about perspective, right? If some random person did that, they'd be like. But the funniest part is that Kevin doesn't even want any of it. He's like, "Oh yeah, I mean, it's nice to have it, but it, it's not something I lose sleep over or I'm monitor." Not, like not hot. really monitoring the number of views I'm getting or the number of likes. Though you did get a little taste of what it felt like to be me this year as you're a little bit more hands-on during research and yeah, how difficult easy. it is to post something and write oh my a gosh, caption. it's 5 p.m or, yeah. yeah it's a full-time gig so no regrets no regrets anything else you'd like to say about social media and yeah i mean as someone who has a full-time gig i think there's a lots of ways which you can be engaged in social media and it doesn't have to take up that much of your time i think for me i'm i have benefited from having mickey be with me to do these things but i do really look at the future where where we can utilize social media in a positive way to add to whatever other professional things that we're doing and i'm definitely interested in trying to see how we can help other people do that so that's definitely something I'm thinking about as I progress towards being more independent in my own practice. Yeah, I love that for you. I can't wait until a couple of years later where we're going to be able to share a little bit more about the kind of work that you do and the things that you've learned because I think there's so much value and so much people could learn from. But we also really appreciate everybody respecting our privacy regarding social media and being in especially healthcare where it's kind of frowned upon to talk about anything you're talking about. There's HIPAA. There's a lot of rules and regulations about what you should and shouldn't share. And in general, you should always err on the side of caution. In nursing school, I shared very little. You about shared a lot about learning and how to learn, but nothing really about the patients or those things, right? And I think that's true even if you're not even in school. Yeah, I think the perspective that you should approach social media with as a professional is that if your boss or the person who is interviewing you for a job were to look at your page, is there anything that is a red flag that would deter them from hiring you? Mm -hmm. And obviously, everybody is different levels 
of comfort. So figuring out that balance for yourself is really important, but I would never want it to compromise my career. Yeah, I mean, you shouldn't be posting things that would compromise your career or anyways. And I mean, people do turn off their social media, right? When they're interviewing stuff, just in case, you know, people might see something that they're not comfortable with, which I think is perfectly fine. There's definitely right ways to do it and wrong ways to do it. So for example, applying to residency programs or even medical school, people, I think nowadays have a different sense of what social media and is, and I have like access to some of the people who applied to our program and- Sometimes they would literally write, be like, I'm in charge of a a social media platform for my dog with X amount of views. And like, I mean, the numbers are fine, but I think even for me and especially the older generations who are looking at this. You need to explain what the implications of the numbers actually mean and what kind of impact you like. Yes, I have 30,000 followers and I've supported over 1000 people in their application to become a nurse or whatever the context is that you can give. Imagine if like some I'm interviewing someone, they're like, what are your hobbies? And you're like, social media, I have this many followers. Like that's not a personality. That's just like, I would be like, oh, that's kind of weird. But if I don't you've... think it's weird, but I think you need more context, certainly. Yeah. But if I were to have, let's say we started dating earlier and you were earlier on in your med school journey, we would have had to be a lot more careful about what we put online because you wouldn't have gotten over the residency hump yet, right? Mm-hmm. And when, again, interviewers, especially the older generation, can often be much more conservative. So making sure that you are erring on the side of caution, I think is really important. I think now I've kind of grown comfortable, right? I'm pretty seasoned. I'm experienced. I know I can find another job. God forbid something goes wrong. Everybody at my work knows about my social media. They know what I do. So I can crack jokes now that maybe I wouldn't have cracked a couple years ago as a new Mm -hmm. grad. But again, I don't drag you into the jokes that I crack that I feel like might be borderline. Yeah. That could maybe be taken the wrong way, depending on who's looking at it. Yeah. And I think from a more professional level, I think it's okay to have a platform in which you can be humorous. Humorous. But when it comes to patient care, it's an important and professional aspect. And, you know, like there's a lot of professional medical like profiles out Mm -hmm. there. And, you know, there's ways for you to extract patients. And so you have to. From social media. From social media. And that's an important way that, you know, businesses outside of medicine get their, get people to come to their shop for food or for spa or anything else. And I think that can similarly work for being a doctor, right? Yeah. To get your clients. The way that you approach your content from that perspective may be a little different. You have to also weigh that the things that you might be able to joke about or talk about in real life may not be appropriate for the internet when you have a platform and you're talking to other people because obviously we all have side conversations. We talk about things that happened, things that went well, things that did not go well, but not all of that needs to be aired out. Yeah, Yeah. or can be perceived correctly, right? Like uh, another healthcare professional might empathize with the situation that you dealt with, let's say with a patient, but airing that out on the internet is a completely different. And it's hard to talk about the whole picture. I think this is why the podcast format is a little bit better is because we have a little bit more time to explain things, but a lot of things can be taken out of context with like, you know, the short form, it's 30 seconds, it's a photo, it's not much, the Mm -hmm. whole picture. So those things are also, are all things that, you need to be careful of yeah but um i guess my role is a little bit easier because i'm just the instagram boyfriend i think i've been having a little bit bigger role in certain things and so we are just trying to be careful also as well and you know making sure that 
everybody is happy. I'm so proud of you for how long, how far along you've come. I think you're doing a really good job. Very proud and thankful that you're willing to be involved. Yes, I mean it's a big part of your life, and you know sometimes sometimes it can be a little more part of your life or a little bit less part of your life. But I am just supporting you through your journey. Thanks, Kev. Yes. Thank you so much for tuning into the episode, and we will see you guys next week. Bye.